Welcome again to the Christian Bible Study Ministry Podcast. Today we will be reading on the prophecy of the dry bones, which is in Ezekiel 37. And I think that this is pretty relevant considering uh, the recent events over in the Middle East. Uh, I hope that this program finds you blessed, and I always say that because it's true, you know. Um, sometimes we can get so mired down in things in our lives and maybe even around the world that we lose sight of the blessings that we have. Uh, you know, the one of the most startling passages in the Bible to me is the one that we are going to read today because it is a passage which has slowly come to come to fruition over the uh, uh, over the centuries, particularly during the last uh, century or so, and it just goes to show you that uh, the prophecies in the Word are not always instantaneously fulfilled. Sometimes they happen over a long period of time. And uh, during the, particularly uh, during the 20th century and now, we have seen much of the news and attention of the world center on Israel and her neighbors. Uh, Ezekiel wrote centuries ago that essentially, first, that the Jews would be scattered uh, and that then, then at some point return to their home. This is referred to, again, as the prophecy of the dry bones. Um, I think I can go ahead and give you some background as to how the scattering happened. Uh, the short form of it is, is that in AD 70, Rome destroyed the temple that the Jews had built, and uh, they were scattered throughout the world. And it remained so for many centuries after that. Um, so now we will read, um, verse, start in verse one, excuse me, let's take a quick break here. So if you take your Bibles, Ezekiel 37, verse one, this is where we will start. The hand of the Lord was on me and he brought me out by the spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. So Daniel, at the, uh, you know, Daniel, is, he sees a vision and was taken physically, or possi possibly physically, to this place. And, you know, we will see that the bones are his people. They are dead and dry bones. And I think also the fact that it's a valley represents the fact that these are really scattered. You know, they're scattered throughout the world. Um, verse 2 he led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. He asked me, Son of man, can these bones live? I said, Sovereign Lord, you alone know. So Daniel sees that these are vast, you know, that this is a vast area, and they're quite dry. And um, the Jews of the time of the dispersion, you know, from what I've read, you know, they are, or maybe even in, in uh, Ezekiel's time, the Jews, I believe, were, were in exile. 
and but this would refer to uh, a then as future uh, dispersion you know it's like uh, they look at themselves as being buried and dead basically because they were not in their home they were in a foreign land uh, foreign culture foreign language you know they it's like they had no hope no go down now to verses 3 through 5 Excuse me, sorry, y'all. We just, I, you know, I know we've already read verse 3, but we're going to do this again. Uh, he asked me, Son of man, can these bones live? I said, Sovereign Lord, you alone know. Then he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you, and you will come to life. So, he is talking here. You know, the Lord asks Ezekiel if they can live, and Dan and uh, he sees that uh, basically only the Lord knows because the situation is so uh, dire from a human perspective. Uh, it says here, you know, that the start of this prophecy is that uh, the dry bones would be brought together and would live again. Verses 6 through 7. I will attach tendons to you and make the flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. And I will put breath in you and you will come to life. Then, then you will know that I am the Lord. So this refers to the reformation of the country, Israel. You know, and note that this is done with a shaking, you know, and I can go ahead and jump a little bit ahead here. You know, the shaking uh, implies an act of violence. You know, think ahead to the 1948 event, you know, the uh, war in which Israel won, its, uh, won and secured its independence. You know, it says here that it is done with a shaking, and I believe that this shaking was the war uh, in which Israel won its independence from its, uh, you know, after the expiration of the British Mandate, which we'll talk about here in just a little bit. However, the bones, you know, even though they've come together and they have a full body, they have yet no breath of life. And so it is today that as they still reject Christ, but... When the spirit is received, they stand as a mighty army. Um, I think it's important here to note that Israel. You know, we're going to read this in just a minute. Oh, we're going to read this now. Um, this was not done uh, in a in an instantaneous manner. We're going to read now, verse seven. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I, and I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together, bone to bone. I looked, and tendons and flesh appeared on them, and skin covered them. I wanted to read that again, just to go back over something that uh, I wanted to mention. Uh, it says, a bone, you know, bone to bone. Bone to bone. This is very important uh, in understanding the chronology of the restoration of Israel. Uh, I believe that 
bone to bone is a reference to the fact that um, over the basically over the past century and even before of you know uh, even more than a century now uh, there have been waves of Jewish immigration to Israel this started uh, kind of with a uh, movement of uh, a man you know uh, excuse me a man started uh, the movement of Zionism his name was Theodore Herzl you know so I believe it is uh, I believe it is that the spirit was working uh, behind the scenes uh, to try to get uh, this thing going and you know even though these people were not believers they were still a part of this plan God's sovereign plan and uh, each bone represents a wave of immigration and finally you know this skeleton is going to be fully assembled it is going to be fully assembled we will now drop down to verse 9 then he said to me prophesy to the breath prophesy son of man and say to it this is what the sovereign Lord says come breathe or come breath excuse me from the four winds and breathe into these slain that they may live verse 10 so I prophesied as he commanded me and breath entered them they came to life and stood upon their feet a vast army so the Jews were essentially buried among the nations and the Lord said he would open the graves and return them you know they were not this is not uh, you know I, excuse me I was reading today that uh, uh, there were some Jews who believed that this prophecy referred to individual resurrection well this that is not what uh, is being talked about here what is being talked about again is the national restoration of Israel you know the return of Israel to the world map that is what is being referred to here and the spirit at some point in history will come and reside within the hearts of the people of Israel and at that time Israel will of course accept Christ and it's like they're going to be a mighty army because they will be spirit powered spirit driven pretty awesome to think about we drop down to verse 11 then he said to me son of man these bones are the people of Israel our bones are dried up our hope is gone and we are cut off therefore prophesy and say to them this is what the sovereign Lord says my people I am going to open your graves and bring you up from them I will bring you back to the land of Israel we just talked about this then you verse 13 then you my people will know that I'm the Lord when I open your graves and bring you up from them I will put my spirit in you and you will live and I will settle you in your own land then you will know that I the Lord has spoken and I have done it and declares the Lord so when Israel sees that it was God who returned them the spirit will be received they will know the Lord you know it's like all this unbelief that they've been living under for the past 2,000 years is going to be eliminated there will no longer be an unbelief you know because the miracle of their rebirth is going to be so mighty 
and so it is so mighty and so strong that they will have you know that they won't be able to deny it they will accept Christ at that time uh, I'm gonna stop here and mention something about the shaking which you know which I said I was gonna talk about um, in the decade prior to 1948 a movement known as Zionism began and people wanted to come to Israel you know it was an upswelling of a, de a desire of the Jews to return to Jerusalem and uh, I, from what I remember reading they had a kind of a saying see you it was something like see you next year in Jerusalem or something to that effect and uh, the British Empire took a uh, took at least some of the territory of the old Ottoman Empire, which uh, had lost the uh, First World War. And part of this territory that they uh, became uh, in charge of was the Palestine area, with the Palestine Mandate, or what became known as the British Mandate. And, you know... And when the Jewish man, excuse me, when the British mandate expired, you know, uh, the nation of Israel had already decided to, to declare its independence. Um, excuse me. At that time, as a matter of fact, the very next day, you know, the, uh, struggles that have been going on for you know prior to the end of the mandate uh the surrounding arab armies invaded israel there have been a uh sir you know a, there have been a wave of violence that had continued uh as the jews continued to immigrate to uh israel the holy land because uh the Arabs there were not particularly happy with this because they wanted that land for themselves from what I've read and so but yet the prophecy here clearly uh, tells us that it, you know that the Jews will be restored and returned returned and restored rather to their own land the Lord has said that he would settle them back in their own land So it is the Lord who is bringing the Jews back to Israel. And, you know, for now, Israel is, you know, still, as we've said here, still stuck in unbelief. But the day will come when they acknowledge Christ. And, uh, you know, I just want to stop here again and say that uh, I do support the right of the nation of Israel to exist. I can't claim to know all the answers to everything that goes on over there. You know, and it's truly a heartbreaking scene that we see unfold. Every time there's a flare-up of violence or a war over there, uh, people are just being killed. And I believe it's ultimately just because of hatred, you know. There's the desire of the Jews to want to have their own country, which they need to have, honestly, I believe, in order to have security. And there's the desire of the people over there 
the uh, Arabs, you know, they want Jerusalem for their own. The Jews want it for their own. Well, the Bible tells us that it is the Jews who have the right and the divine mandate to have that city. Now, that doesn't mean that Israel is totally innocent of everything, uh, is totally innocent in all cases. And it's just very sad that the situation over there is such that the fighting will not stop until Christ comes again, basically. You know, so we are to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. You know, pray for the hearts of the people over there who are not Christians. Pray for uh, even the people of Hamas, Hezbollah. Pray for them that they can see the light of Jesus Christ. Pray for the Jews that they see the light of Jesus Christ. Because Jesus Christ is the only way that this conflict will ever end. You know, for now, it can end through the uh, reception of his Holy Spirit. You know, and in the end, it is it's going to end physically when he intervenes in all this, in all these, you know, in the affairs of all the world and restores peace when he conquers evil. So, but anyway, uh, we're going to end this here and I pray that Lord, if there's anyone here listening to this who doesn't know you, then I pray that uh, either through uh, just someone speaking the word to them or just through the realization of the events that are going on in this world, that you, I pray that they would realize that you are the way that you, you know, that you, Jesus Christ, that Jesus Christ is it, that he is the way to salvation and, uh, you know, so that they won't wind up paying the eternal penalty for their sin, which is uh, uh, eternal separation from you in hell. So I pray that anybody who's listening to this you know, who doesn't know you, I pray that they would, again, accept you. And uh, we pray for the people over in the Middle East who are suffering through all these things right now, whether they be Christian, Jew, or Muslim, or any other groups over there. You know, all of these people need to accept, remember, and just, you know, remember and embrace Christ and to receive him. Because that is the only way that peace is going to be known. And it's in Jesus Christ's name, Father, I pray this. Amen.